What is up, everybody? Welcome to DJ and Dads Podcast. This is where just a couple of dads just hang out, talk about NFTs, talk about crypto, talk about the market, things we're excited about, things that are possibly going on, and pretty much everything in between. So without further ado, I am joined by my co-host, which I, we swap channels every single week. We are going to start doing this on Twitter spaces, and we have a lot more in store for you. But without further ado, let's bring them on up. The man, the myth, the legend. What is up, Kyle? Hey, GM. What's going on, world? Happy GM to be here. Hey, I think today is the first day that I didn't send out a GM in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you're like on a what a streak. Like it's like, man, I wonder, I wonder how long you'll go. Yeah, you, I probably, you still have to send one out. You know, yeah, be, I'll still, I'll still send one out. I'm saying GM right now, so if that counts for anything. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, let me move my cam. There we go. Get a full headshot in there. So. Definitely lots of things are going on this week and uh, we have we definitely need to keep this under an hour for respect for Kyle. He, he's got other things going on today, but we have so much to talk about. Kyle threw a ton of stuff in our doc that we keep up with like, everything going on. Um, but first off, let's just talk about it. Dude, we both got some gains this week. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so uh, Mochaverse, you know, they launched their NFT collection finally. It's something me and you have been talking about for a while now on channel, trying to give that alpha. Um, so people that were able to mint that, uh, hats off to you, because, I mean, the ETH price went to, what, what was it like? started off like a huge floor. I think you actually got a piece yeah. of the high, higher yeah, floor was, action there. Yeah, there was... Uh... It started. There was one sell at three Ethereum because the mint was going kind of weird, and then it was just like a race to two ETH, and then it kind of sat around two ETH for a while, and it's not far off of that right now. But I was one of the first like couple hundred to mint because I was just like there and ready, and uh, yeah, so I was one of the first ones trying to floor my like first Mochaverse. So we got two. We got a uh, a waitlist raffle. I'll, I'll I'll pull it up in a second. I'm actually going to promote this on Twitter uh, in a sec, but uh, we got a waitlist and we got a free one. And um, so I went ahead and sold my my allow list one, and then I'm I'm still holding my free one because I want to be a part of like what Mochaverse is building. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, some solid gains there. So obviously, the Mochaverse is tied to Ana Mocha Brands. It's their official NFT, which is massive because obviously, as you know, Chris, and maybe some of the newer viewers may not know. Like, oh, what's going on, Jorge? What's in the house from Arcade? Amazon NFTs. I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's go, baby um arcade by the way shout out to arcade big web three uh gaming centric uh platform but anyways yeah the mochaverse animoca brands is flagship nft collection um so pretty exciting stuff i'm I'm holding one as well for the long term and i also um had to let one go man had to do it for the games yeah, of course yeah i think a uh, lot of people did that that's kind of why we saw price action all over the place because i mean you got to like why not just like be safe cash in on one and yeah. just enjoy the ride on the other one man i i don't hold many blue chip nfts and uh i would i would put mochaverse like up there you know like i i read the roadmap i don't know like everything they have going on i just know like animoca is a significant web3 brand uh and company so i'm excited to be a part of whatever they're building via their nft same yeah i consider it a blue chip as well and and exciting to see what they'll what they'll do with the nfts and i believe they'll do some massive things and like over time maybe do like decentralized um or dow or something like that um so and anyways it's cool um we'll see what they do though heck yeah man um yeah and shout out you already gave shout out to uh how'd it's you say Jorge. It? Jorge. 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 amazon NFTs. i'm here for it and then of course we got daniel in the house what's up daniel welcome to the stream uh we also had something else go on yesterday i don't know if you saw it i was actually able to mint this i was super excited about it i was roasting coffee 
and uh, I saw somebody make the call. Um, Vitalik associated himself with an NFT. Um, mm. he, he basically like he's on like the board or something. I actually didn't know a ton about it. I just knew that Vitalik was involved. So I minted it for 0.05 ETH and I sold it for 0.3 ETH within like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a little 0.25 gain an hour and a half. Um, and it actually jumped all the way to, uh, 0.6 and mm-hmm. yeah, which is crazy. And, and since then it's kind of went back down. It's this Gitcoin presents, uh, let's see what it's at right now. It's at 0.4 right now. So it's only 0.1 over what I sold it for. Let me put this comment down so we can see a little bit better. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, let me like go to the website and actually show, show you guys, like, I, I won't go through all of it, but basically it's like a humanitarian thing um that like helps fund things that are like like the earth and stuff like that but if you scroll all the way down to and like i don't really understand this i didn't have enough time to research but like each one of these like nfts represents like something to do with ethereum i don't really know i don't see where it says the team it's somewhere on here it says it shows the team and it shows that like actually uh vitalik like was involved and i actually do believe he was that's why Mm. people were like bullish on it but I'm actually not seeing it right now. So, but yeah, it was a good Yeah, it looks like some kind of sustainability program, um, quadratic funding. I see that. So, um, interesting. Oh, I hear it. Well, that's just him. That's just a quote from him. But yeah, he's actually on it somewhere. So, that was pretty cool. And also yeah. some some good gains. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's been a really good week of, of trading overall. Yeah. So, and also uh, speaking of trading um, and things like that, we have some pretty big news in the uh, really the macro world of the, the SEC. Okay. The SEC has been around um, in the news a lot. You know, NBA yeah. top shots, they've been probing Basie, they've been doing all this. They even like have gone, on, gone after Wall Street and proposed new changes to Wall Street trading itself. Mm-hmm. And what has happened is basically Gary Gensler. The um, the head of an SEC saying that like all crypto is essentially securities minus Bitcoin randomly, um, but the CFTC, however, has gone against the SEC in this conclusion, saying that Ethereum shouldn't be included and Ethereum should be a commodity. Now the CFTC is the one who actually monitor. It is literally the uh, the what was it? it's so long the chairman of commodities and future trading commission is the one who's basically saying that uh they're taking a firm stance against the sec on this so um anyways there's a lot of like i guess people going after the sec at this point i've seen um just in the past day we've seen the cftc we the the republican party or like true social dude was going after the sec as well which is I don't know if anything will happen there. I'd much rather see the CFTC take action. but um, And then Wall Street itself, a lot of these huge brokers, like massive ones, the uh, I think Citadel, the, the New York Stock Exchange, has go, have like band together and a bunch of other like big names in the Wall Street space, band together and saying like these proposals that the SEC is making is like not good. Uh, so anyways, a lot of like pushback right now against the SEC. Good. They need it. Uh, the SEC like was designed to protect investors, and I wasn't there. When was it established? Like in the nineteen sixties or something like that. I'm probably far off of that, but like it, obviously, I, what's that? Yeah, I don't know exactly when it was, but it's been. I mean, they've been around yeah. for a very long time. 
that the, my point is it was designed to uh, protect investors. But with crypto and NFT specifically, we've kind of not seen that. It's weird because like they'll basically wait until something goes terribly wrong and then they'll act. I actually mm. almost tweeted about this, but I don't usually like tweeting about really controversial stuff. Um, but basically, like, you know, they're like trying to sue or trying to get money from like Duquan, uh, the one with, like under the uh, Luna collapse. I remember mm -hmm. you did a little bit of trading on that. Um, but they're mm -hmm. getting them now, you know, like two years ago, there were so many red flags, but now they're getting them. Do you think if the SEC actually gets money from that situation that that money is going to go back to the investors that lost their money? No, no, not a chance. Not so who a are chance. they? Who are they protecting? They are. <laughs> I know, mean, it's it's just so clear, and that, that I think that's why they're getting pushback. It's it's not under. It's just clear that it's not the investors' best interest right now. Um, matter of fact, there it's almost like there's like intentional waiting for collapse so that they can get money from the monetize the situation at a later date. Yeah, I mean, there was a big letter too that went out against the SEC among the uh, government organizations. I mean, I think included was like the treasury of the United States and a bunch of other like big branches of the government um, saying that one of the SEC's like oversights that was like basically making the uh, crypto exchanges have some type of reporting and they need to back their assets and all this other stuff. Um, and they need to have like, make it custodial. I don't know, it was something wild. Like I, I saw it in Coinbase's filings that they are trying to like please the sec but these regulators were basically in these bodies were saying that this is actually goes against what um is protecting consumers because consumers need the ability to take stuff off and it's requiring exchanges like to do the opposite which is not good or something it was something along those lines but it was very interesting um so there's a lot of pushback right now against the sec i mean some, it's it's good to hear um, that the CFTC is is pushing back uh, specifically for, towards Ethereum because like, well, one, that's like one of my biggest holdings is, is Ethereum. Um, and like, I know like if anything's going to be safe, it's going to be Bitcoin because like Bitcoin, I do think is going to be labeled a commodity if not already. Um, so like, I think like out of all of crypto, like obviously that's like the safest, um, but I use Ethereum a lot. So like I hold more Ethereum because I use it more and I trade on Ethereum more. So like if Ethereum can make it into that bracket of not being registered as a security, um, I mean, for me personally, that's really good. But that's also good for a lot of other crypto as well, um, not not just Ethereum, but like in the future. So because like one of the biggest risks to me is like over regulation or like labeling security of like as far as like price action goes. Um, mm -hmm. So to like be able if you know, they, they succeed in this, it will help me sleep at night knowing that um, Ethereum is not labeled security. Yeah. And there, well, there's even pushback on the Bitcoin level too. So Elio Trades did a video just the other day talking about how you have a Bitcoin derivative in, in that uh, futures trading on CME. Um, you know, that was a big deal a, a while back when CME introduced futures trading, which is kind of like trading Bitcoin on paper yeah. and you're not trading the actual crypto itself. But the argument here is why if you can have paper, if you're trading Bitcoin on paper and it tracks around 99.99% like of the time with the actual price of Bitcoin, why don't you allow a Bitcoin ETF that is literally the actual product of Bitcoin itself when the futures are okay but you're not going to okay a bitcoin etf so there's a, a big case right now to be made um and there's pushback right now against the sec about that specifically too about 
um, you know, Bitcoin on paper, but you can't trade the actual product, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like if it tracks 99, like 0.9% of the time with Bitcoin, just why, why can't we trade the actual asset itself? So that's, yeah. that's, that's the argument being made right now. So I find that very interesting to watch for that. that that's going to be an interesting watch. Dude, I saw something yesterday. It was just a tweet. So I don't have like proof on this and people love to use like presidents as like clickbait mm-hmm. but uh that apparently the biden administration is um trying to pass something to where they tax 20 percent on unrealized gains Oof. no it's like 40 percent because it's <laughs> unrealized capital. unrealized yeah and then they're trying to push it what like t- double that which yeah. would crush retail traders crush i mean yeah absolutely Trading in general, like traders, um, you, you just gut the trading market out. Like, forget swing trading, forget all that. Like, forget the day traders, forget price. You know, like it, it would just devastate um, the market, and it, it obviously would incentivize like long term investments. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they're trying to get at. No, also- not really, because it's unrealized. So, like, you could, yeah. if you're long term, you're still getting taxed on it. Well, typically, the the taxes go down if you hold it after a certain amount of time. Yeah. They may propose like I, I don't think that they would just twenty percent year. <laughs> well, imagine <laughs> you start off like forty percent, yeah, in your first year, and then if you trade it, it's forty percent, and then after that they reduce it. Um, there's been a lot of different like bright minds in the trading space saying that like, why don't you just make capital gains tax zero after holding it x amount of time? And that's a good, good that's a good point. Like it yeah, incentivizes long term investing, but um. Yeah, that I mean, that would be a great solution, but I don't know if we'll see that ever. <laughs> yeah, five five year hold for um Chamath, I think, is the one that zero, proposed that zero percent or something like that. That would be cool. But I made a joke about it, like this would be a good thing for the NFT market because we're we're all down so bad, unrealized gains that like they would owe us money. So we'll be able to like claim our losses, yeah. <laughs> our unrealized losses, you know, towards that. But anyways, that was just a tweet I saw, you know, I don't know the uh, credibility in it. Um, but we have a lot to get to in a little bit of time. Uh, yesterday, Coinbase launched a something to where you can actually developers are uh, can actually build their own wallets uh, that are on chain. Uh, did yeah, you hear about I got that? the. Yeah, so I got the uh, article pulled up. If you wanna, I got the screen. Oh yeah, ready yeah. To go. Uh, thanks, Willow Kid, man. I appreciate that. So he said, "Y'all are so dope." Thanks, Daniel Marquez. Much love, fam. What's up, Daniel? Um, grateful for Chris and Kyle and much appreciated fam. Thanks for the feedback. Excuse me. And pixel trader. All right. Shout out to Paul Baron Substack here, by the way, slight, slight, tiny shill. Are you, uh, are you, are you writing this? I actually wrote this article by the way. Um, Zoom in so we can see it. Zoom in, zoom in, (laughs) GM, GM. Um, all right. So yeah, Chris, you can talk about this if you want the wallet as a service. You wrote Um, the article. Tell us about the article. <laughs> well, this was just going over a little bit of, about the lead at um, uh, Coinbase's like lead uh, protocol guy. Yeah. Um, he just recently spoke about like the goals of like their aims at Web three. Obviously, the NFT marketplace. They're um, they're quickly iterating upon you know what they're building here, and they're not going to give up. They're not going to fold, and they're not going to go away. And as you know, Chris, they launched Base, and then they launched just yesterday. Uh, they just literally tweeted wallet as a service. So this is essentially, and then you can read this if you want. Um, I know you were talking about it a little bit on NFT now possibly, but um, yeah. Yeah, I was mainly talking about their base that they're launching. I, I think it's pretty cool because they're they're launching a layer two um, marketplace. 
or layer two, not marketplace, layer two, uh, what's that? Program. I'm trying to find it on my browser. Um, Essentially, it's going to be built on ETH and they're calling it base. And the point of it is to onboard the next couple million uh, users. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Base is, uh, so they're using Optimism's um, code stack. So obviously Optimism is a layer two on Ethereum. So um, yeah, it's an interesting, it's a bullish case for Optimism because what happens is since they're using Optimism's code stack, um, Coinbase has to pay fees to Optimism since they're a part of Optimism's uh, ecosystem now. And Mm. so that's, again, interesting. Yeah, bullish case for Optimism, which is, uh, a whole entire decentralized um, blockchain, like it's ran by by the community. So very, so it's like it's basically a DAO, but they're not they're not openly calling it a, a DAO. They're just like kind of saying it's a community ran blockchain. So it, um, I think it's interesting that they're not going to have a token. Like mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know because like a lot of these layer twos, like all of them that I can think of, have a token. Uh, but their layer two is not, which I think that's going to be bullish for Ethereum because they're yeah. they're it's just going to point back to Ethereum. Well, uh, Optimism does because I got that. Uh, well, I didn't get an airdrop, but a lot of people got that airdrop. Arbitrum, yeah. however, they didn't have a token, but I think they just announced like two days ago that they're. I believe they're they're finally launching their token or something like that. Oh, dude, be- if they, I like try to qualify for their airdrop like months ago, so hopefully I I still qualify. Yeah, yeah, not that we we would claim any airdrops. Yeah, man, of course not. But if, if we were to have airdrops, that would be <laughs> sweet. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the 411 on Coinbase. And then, again, this wallet as a service. This is going to allow um, any brand, any platform to have their own uh, custom wallet that's like a – it's like white-labeled, basically. So it – like if Vivi wanted to launch their own like MetaMask style wallet, they can use this wallet as a, uh, uh, as like a Vivi wallet, web three wallet and use Coinbase's service. Like it it just goes on to talk about that right here in this like paragraph and what it does exactly. But it's a user-friendly experience, um, both for developers and users. Uh, Users can restore their wallet with, um, without, without um, a seed phrase. So it's just password, and yeah. things like that. So that's going to make it a lot more easier for onboarding uh, mainstream users. So that's pretty much kind of it there. But yeah. No, I think it's cool, especially regarding what you're saying, like with Vivi, just being able to launch their own wallet via Coinbase. I think that's going to be a good thing. Yeah, Coinbase yeah. definitely making moves, man. And then, of course, Coinbase made some key acquisitions. Uh, One River, which is a digital asset management. So maybe they'll be doing more research, more acquisitions or maybe more investments into Web3 in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the article, though, right there in the nutshell. But, um, you know, user base continues to grow here on the analytics charts. Um, not a lot of trading volume. Obviously, the NFT marketplace was kind of, you know, ghost town. So, uh, But their user base continues to kind of grow there. So, Yeah, dude, I actually was trying to qualify for a Dune airdrop, at least what I thought was a Dune airdrop. Um earlier today and then i realized that they announced that they're not going to do an airdrop that's the uh analytics you use to look at the uh look at the market uh we've got quite a few people in chat so i just want to give some shout outs blockchain comics is usually always here um he's talking about the sec uh dave good morning dave gm gm 
Willow Kid with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much, Willow Kid. He said, y'all are so dope. Put a little heart and a, and a, a little flex. Uh, Blockchain uh, said he's not in the U.S. And then we have SoCal Homie, uh, Good Day Degen. So good morning. Or, or good morning. GM, GM, everybody, thank you for joining. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much concludes uh, Coinbase. Bef before we go on to Rocket Pool and our, our your LSD trip that you want to talk about, uh, <laughs> uh, you want to talk a little bit about the Amazon Marketplace because that is the title. So I want to get into it a little bit before um, we go too far. I actually did a short on this, and uh, I have a little bit of alpha on the on the Amazon Marketplace, speculative alpha that uh, I, I want to share during this live. Uh, do you have any thoughts on on Amazon launching their own NFT marketplace? Um, yeah, we talked about it quite a bit in the past few weeks. I think that they'll continue to, or I think they'll just roll out what they're good at. Is is and it says here that um, possibly tied to real world assets, you know, phys type of, or like fidgetals, basically. Um, I think that they'll go like fashion, um, and it says here physical goods in the article, and I've seen a few more articles talk about that. So I, I think it would make sense for them, especially like Ready Player Me, where you have a digital avatar and it's kind of like your digital twin. So like not only could you buy like, let's say a cool pair of like a cool jacket for yourself in real life, but it comes with a, a digital jacket and then that your avatar can wear. Yeah. So that's where I think they're going to go. Yeah, man, that's really cool. That's a really good point. Um, a couple of things that I read that a lot of people aren't talking about is they are still using um, Ava Labs, which is Avalanche. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see AVAX price action uh, once this kind of becomes a thing. Uh, I'll just say it out loud right now just to kind of like document it for myself later. I'm not saying this is going to dramatically affect price. It's just interesting to watch. Uh, I do own a little bit of AVAX, not a lot. I'd like to own more. Uh, AVAX is currently trading at $15 and 31 cents. Um, then they are using Chainlink or, or chain as their node developer or no, no development. So again, it just, this is, this is Amazon, you know, Amazon. So like it could bring a lot of people and a lot of eyes to this. If people are, I do care to like watch the technology that they're using. Um, what it, so what did I say? Chainlink. There's a couple of chains. Uh, let's see if this is the right chain link. Yeah, number 22 is trading at $6.54. And lastly, they are just like VV originally came out the gate or Immutable X originally came out the gate uh, for, as far as carbon neutral goes. There you, uh, by the way, this is the top of my head, Kyle, because I, I had to I memorized this for my short that I put out on it. Um, they're using something Thor. I think it's called Chainfy Thor or Chainlink Thor. Uh, this is for their carbon neutral uh solutions uh for their their uh blockchain technology uh and i, I don't remember oh vet vet, vet is the uh, name of the currency it's v chain thor is what it's called but it, i think it's just vet and that's just yeah v chain like yeah v chain's been around been out for a long time um they're like ogs in the space and they are um kind of the original uh, blockchain that was going to tackle physical uh, goods and services industry by attaching uh, kind of an identifier to like a product. So a good example would be wine. So you have a wine that's pressed in like Napa Valley and you want to authenticate that wine to make sure it, it indeed is a high bottled price of wine that's authentic and like a, you know, 10 year old wine or whatever. Right. Um, so you could check the uh, blockchain or V chain in this case 
and see like where this actually went. So you could see mm. the actual presser, Kyle pressed this wine, then it moved to this warehouse. And from there it was shipped to an Amazon facility. And from there you bought it. And so you could see this actual data to make sure that your, um, you know, your high dollar wine is indeed authentic and who actually pressed it or whatever. So that's yeah. what V chain is really going to tackle is that supply chain authenticity and they're like the ogs to actually do this in the space you don't just like get barefoot and call it a day you don't get barefoot and call it a day you have <laughs> to do a little bit more apparently but you, you could just ask me man i'm a i'm a i'm a connoisseur at drinks you know you just hand yeah. me something i'll take a sip i'll tell you how much it costs and where it came from absolutely <laughs> um, <laughs> coffee so, trained me this is so anyways this is good for the space again um I think they'll start off with something simple like that, which I think in, in all reality, that's that's pretty big, especially the metaverse. Are you kidding me? This could be yeah. a, a, a multifaceted approach to what Amazon's doing long term. So this is not to be underestimated. I know that people are saying like, well, you know, it, it could even me. I'm like, well, we, we do have to balance this out because Amazon has failed a lot in the past, like launching stuff. Um, they're not uh, they're not unfamiliar with failure they are very sure. familiar with fa fail failing forward uh, and pushing the company forward even if it makes them you know even if they fail a time or two and then they hit a big success so um yeah this could be multifaceted though this could be really exciting for the web3 space as a whole sure it's a 2.5 or whatever and it's going to be kind of centralized to to a point but again i don't know maybe not maybe these platforms have to be decentralized chris because yeah. we've seen it with NBA Top Shots, they like these custodians. Is it a security? Is it not? And maybe these platforms actually get away from that and try to push for interoperability. So, again, Amazon has that name brand market share. Maybe they don't need to make it a walled garden like like what we think. So, and anyways, I, I do find it interesting that they're not incorporating wallets though. Like they're going to have their own wallets. Are you're just going to? I think it said you're just going to need a username and password. So I wonder if they're going to incorporate Coinbase's. That's what. System. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, they're not going to. They specifically said you're not going to need MetaMask or other crypto DeFi wallets. So, you know, probably going to incorporate uh, Coinbase's system. And I don't think this is going to happen, but it really makes me wonder because all you're going to need to do to buy NFTs is to have an Amazon account. Mm -hmm. I doubt they're going to do this because they're probably want to be safe. Um, but dude, what if like they gave like special privileges to like already prime members? Yeah. Like that would make sense. You know, like I, I, I hesitate to say that they're going to do an airdrop because like it's Amazon. I, I think they're going to play it safe and not want to like, you know, go into like security territory, but like, I don't see what's stopping them from saying, all right, well, we just want to say thank you to our prime members. If you're a prime member and you're interested in this, what you get early access to this, you know, to these features or to this NFT collection. I would, I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this article too, I don't know who specifically they talked to. Um, it's, I think it's like a Amazon NFT lead, uh, but they are uh, talking about just doing exactly that is emailing uh, Amazon prime members, um, and that's, I think, just in the U.S. alone, it's 167 million Prime users, which is massive. So, again, wow. this could be a big yeah, deal. We thought yeah, Reddit I, we thought Reddit yeah. was doing a really good job of uh, NFT adoption. What about Amazon? Yeah, and Reddit <laughs> Reddit's was DeFi because you could actually take it off onto a Polygon, your Polygon wallet. So, hopefully, Amazon doesn't stay, like, completely centralized. 
uh, and they give you like a little bit of flexibility. What well, makes me feel like, because we have a comment from Blockchain Comics saying it's 100% going to be a centralized exchange NFT platform. The only thing that kind of makes me like feel like it's not going to be is because they're already working with like 10 or 15 projects that are already established. So like if these projects are like known projects in the space, I don't see how they're going to remain centralized, but incorporate these projects. Yeah, exactly. Um, another case too is like, I know Coinbase has actually moved to towards decentralization. So if you watch the, what they're doing with their, um, their platform, they've been slowly moving towards just decentralizing everything they do. So you look at base, you yeah. look at, a lot of what they're doing, even their ecosystem uh, that they're being a part of, like Rocket Pool, uh, which is liquid staking. Um, they're very much a part of the decentralized movement and pushing towards decentralization. Because I think they understand like what 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 hap what's happening with the SEC, what's happening around like this over regulation. Brian Armstrong has been very um, uh, very aggressive towards the SEC stance. I mean, we actually need to start championing Coinbase at this point. If yeah. you go to Coinbase's Twitter feed, they literally rip apart the the traditional uh, finance. They have this new commercial that just came out that just rips the traditional banking uh, infrastructure, rips it apart in this in their advertisement. So they they're literally going after the jugular when it comes to centralized banking and the old model. So we do have to give Coinbase a little credit, and we could see Amazon kind of follow a little suit. I don't think that they'll go total decentralization. I think. Maybe they give users options to after you KYC your your yeah. NFT account. Um, I think they'll do something like that. Again, there there has to be some kind of bridge between Web two and Web three. And if you have a KYC bridge and a mechanism where users can pull off assets um, because they want to self uh, self custody, then give users the option to do that. Um, but you know, if you need a KYC, then by all means do that. Um, it's just hard to have a, not a bridge right now. Like people don't realize like web three was built without a bridge for, to web two and there, and people are trying yeah. to build that bridge from web two to web three and reverse engineer it as well. Like web three to back to web two. So that's the, that that's kind of the frustration we're seeing in the space right now. And nobody's really built that really good bridge. And if they do, they're under scrutiny right now. So you see like NBA top shots having to deal with a lot of crap, um, with from you know the regulators and things like that, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think it just buffs itself out in the long run. Yeah, me too. And um, I was gonna make a comment towards the uh, the bridge, but it kind of just lost me when you when you mentioned NBA Top Shot. I just immediately my mind goes to VV, and if they're gonna be next <laughs> on the hit list, <laughs> yeah, like that's a good point. I mean, VV needs to push to interoperability. Um, in a responsible way, you know, they obviously have to build like that responsible mechanism in place and every platform should do that. You should add it to your disclosures, your terms of service um, and have prompts for users. If you're going to self custody, these are the things you need to know. Like if you self custody, it's you're you're liable to lose your own assets and then let the user just self custody and AKA not get sued by a regulator. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. None of this is financial advice. We're not, we're not lawyers here. So yeah, this sure. is just educational and informational <laughs> entertainment purposes only. Oh man. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good though. That was good. And like, you're right. There's not like an appropriate bridge from web two to web three. And that's why I like, like everybody hates on it. I'll probably get some hate for this, but like, I've always been a fan of 
<laughs> generally recur. And the reason for that is they came out the gate saying, it's very true. We have a marketplace. We are centralized. You can keep your assets on here, or you can take all your assets off anything we've ever dropped and put it actually on different chains. You could put it on Ethereum, you could put it on Polygon, and I think even Avalanche was was bunched in there. Now, like Recur had some controversy because like some of the things clearly looked like pump and dumps. Um, but regardless, their system, the way they have it organized to me is like the perfect bridge from Web 2 to Web 3 because it's like, look, if you're scared that you're going to lose your assets or whatever, then just, just KYC and keep it on Recur, keep it on the marketplace, never take it off. But if you want that decentralization, you want it in your wallet, then just take it off. And uh, Hero did did a good job at that too. Yeah, Hero's um, literally one of the best use cases I've seen so far. Yes, you can just buy cards, um, you can scan the back of them, or you just buy them online, and then you you migrate them to Mutable X, which you can do through the app very easily. I, th I think you could even do it on mobile. I do most things on desktop though. Um, and then from there, if you wanted to take it off Immutable X, there's really not much reason to take it off Immutable X. But if you want that little hexagon PFP on Twitter that's supported, uh, you can put it on OpenSea or not on OpenSea. You can put it on layer one and, um, which some people refer to as OpenSea cause that's layer one. And, um, yeah, you could use it on layer one as well. So, uh, here it is a really good job at that shout out to them i do want to um we ha you have the lsd pulled up which i keep on joking around LSD. because that, that's what you <laughs> called it but i do want to talk about because i know you're crunch for time today um i, I do want to talk about the Iluvatars and just some of the alpha on that but if you wanted to give a rundown of, of rocket pool and lsd first we can whichever you'd prefer yeah so this one's just a uh, pretty big news in the uh, ethereum mainnet world so think uh, ethereum maxis think you know what's going on there rocket pool okay so this one is again we i was going to tie this one in back uh around coinbase because coinbase again moving towards decentralization they are actually part of the rocket pool ecosystem which is liquid staking derivatives so lsd so basically the problem right now is with ethereum stakers they're locking up the ethereum you can't unstake it like you it's just like there but with the Shanghai upgrade, it's going to allow people that are staking ETH to literally unstake it. So this could have uh, oh, yeah, a, yeah. this could have some increased volatility, Chris, here in this short term future. So we're we're talking April is when they slotted this upgrade for. So around in about a month and now from now, we could see a lot of volatility and and movement around the Ethereum price from people literally unstaking their ETH in in the tune of like multi million uh, the you know, huge amounts of money. Yeah. And um, where are they going to do with this, with their Ethereum? LSDs like Rocket Pool, which Coinbase has been a huge part of their ecosystem now. And uh, Lido is the number one pool, but Rocket Pool kind of like distant third. Um, they are basically allowing people to lock up your Ethereum and stake it without having to say, without having to lock it up for any period of time. So hence the name liquid staking. So you so can literally you stake it already, and then unstake it. If you are already staking a large amount of ETH, you could still execute this and end the stake? Um, I think so. You can't currently unstake what you've staked previously, but um, once they're able to unstake, you can stake it into a rocket pool or a Lido and earn like, um, you know, earn some rewards and whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It makes me wonder that like if there is like mass unstakes or whatever, like if that would be good for the NFT market, because that's like people have more liquid at hand to like ape in NFTs. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see what happens. And that's a good point, Chris. It could have some um, 
you know, underlying uh, price movement on some NFTs in, in the macro or the NFT space in general. Um, you can see there the node operators at 2100. And I believe Coinbase is operating like is a node operator for Rocket Pool. And you can see here decentralized Ethereum staking protocol. So again, Coinbase keeps moving towards decentralization. So yeah. um, who would have thought like years ago, like especially an old crypto head like me, where people were yelling at Coinbase, not, not, you know, if you don't have your keys, it's not your cheese, baby. <laughs> um, and now look at, I mean, they have been a huge proponent pushing for um, clear regulation, pushing for, you know, um, basically unbanking or banking the unbanked and doing a lot here. So again, very interesting developments in, in Coinbase world, for sure. Um, I, just a quick side note um, on, on the mark, on the NFT market, uh, just a, a really cool thing that I forgot to mention earlier is I don't know if this is the best metric. Sometimes Dune is a little bit behind, but uh, I, I've been seeing floating around that we actually are going up in in active wallets on uh, Ethereum right now, which is pretty cool to see. Now, like, could that be people making several different wallets to qualify for airdrops, like specifically the Blur airdrop? Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's, it's still kind of cool to see. This is monthly active traders. I know that this looks down. Uh, I think the reason this looks down is because this is just behind. It's not March isn't over yet. So like, it's kind of hard to gauge off of, off of this metric. Um, but yeah, that's just something floating around. That's kind of cool to point to as we are. And, uh, you know, talk about NFTs a lot on here. Um, kind of a good sign for, for NFTs. Yeah. What's, uh, I'll pull up something kind of not good for NFTs. speaking of which. Oh no. Uh, so let me pull this up real quick on the screen. I have a better metric too, that I'll, I'll show you in a second. Um, this is the volume of, of the entire market. So right now, in the last seven days, we have uh, 500 million volume, uh, USD volume on all marketplaces right now. So half a bill, that's actually down a little bit. Uh, you can actually choose to include or not include wash trades. So if, if I were to include wash trades, uh, that, would, that would make it go up you know, a couple hundred million, but without wash trading, we have about a half a billion going on right now. Involved. Yeah, it's exciting now, but we have some unexciting news coming up here. I get, if you want to share my screen, we have something kind of, oh big, yeah, kind of a big that. deal here. So yeah, yeah. Um, not to get too bullish on NFTs, but we definitely want to counter it a little bit here too with this news. We have crypto bank Silvergate Capital shut, it's literally the bank is shutting down because the stock has plummeted. So they, have gone belly up it looks like yeah uh, wow wow chris what's your thoughts on this man <laughs> yeah i heard about this yesterday i had some friends liquidating a little bit and yeah i definitely think this is going to hurt the market um how much did they have in it does that article say i actually haven't other than just no, hearing the they, other than just hearing the news i I don't know exactly yeah. how much they owned well it, it this is a where a lot of crypto platforms use silvergate's um banking services so you're, you're talking about like major exchanges using silvergate you're also talking about major platforms like circle who provide services and, and fiat cash out with uh platforms i mean we've seen this effect recur we've seen it affect even dapper now they just a couple days ago um i think it was either nba top shots or float or dapper saying that they're gonna have to shut down their fiat cash out because of silver bank or Silvergate here, because the reason why is the the exposure to Circle. 
or Circle's exposure rather, of using their financial services like that um, fiat uh, off-ramp basically. So again, this affects not only crypto, but it affects NFTs in general because how many NFT platforms were actually using this bank? And so this will cut down um, crypto platform and NFT platforms using banks. And it kind of cuts that link off from the fiat world. So this is definitely bearish news for sure. No, I completely agree. Uh, Coinbase made a statement that they apparently don't have client funds on here. So, you know, that's obviously good. Uh, I do want to say before we get, which this is bad, bearish, you know, but like I haven't read up on it enough, but I also heard that they're doing this in a very like uh, intricate manner to where it's not just going to be like a rug for lack of better words. Like it's going to be like a soft off ramp of closing down operations. So yeah. like at least it's not like this like catastrophic FTX event uh, where like you just get rugged and a lot of people lose money. Uh, I think it's going to be like they're slowly exiting, which still sucks, but it's yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be as so, much of a rug pool. Here's where I'm going to draw this parallel. And I know people aren't going to want to hear this because it's a little bit bearish, but hear me out. So this right here, this bank shutting down again, limits crypto platforms, limits NFT platforms. And now I think there's only like one other major bank providing these services to crypto and um, NFT platforms. And so that's going to like cut the um, fiat like on and off ramps out and kind of gut that. So what's going to happen if you remember Robinhood and what happened to the GME stock where people weren't able to um, sell or they weren't able to, um, what was it? They weren't able to buy GME. They could only we sell. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We so buy it. So what we could see is you can um, you, you you can only uh, what is it you can only sell it but you you can't buy it. So what's going to happen with prices? Like will they yeah. go down because now that there's been kind of an attack on these these banks offering services to crypto? So that could be um, something that plays out here. Elio Trades actually had a really good video about this, but um, mm. where he was talking about that, like limiting what you can you can't really buy crypto but you can only sell it like that's a problem um and that could affect price so again like disabling that kind of fiat on ramp but only allowing the off ramp that could be kind of bearish um again we'll see how it plays out hopefully nothing like too bad comes of it but it's more of that kind of like macro effect that we could see in ripple effect yeah i remember that happening i was part of that gme movement and uh it was tragic man we literally they stopped us from being able to buy the stock and, and um, you, you could only Dogecoin sell it too. And uh, it really hurt because people, well, people start selling that need to sell. And then that triggers sell orders. And then those sell orders like create like this massive domino effect of like just a huge, I mean, that's the price went from like $400 uh, per share or, uh, to like, I don't know, 150 or something like that in the matter of a day or two days. I don't remember the time, which for stocks, especially something like GameStop is like, insane but that's because mm -hmm. they cut off buying so like all you could do is sell people got scared and then people that needed to sell sold and then it just triggered all these sell orders so like at that point people don't even have to manually sell it's just like it's getting yeah. automated all the way down um for for stop losses all these you know may, maybe that's what uh the ftx girl meant by stop losses are a bad thing uh <laughs> the caroline what was it whatever yeah name, caroline uh, whatever the yeah. financial advisor is saying not to use stop losses but uh or whatever whatever it was but yeah man that was a that was a tragic event yeah so it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out again in the macro 
Uh, maybe nothing happens. Maybe, you know, some of these platforms are able to keep offering services without the need for it, but we'll see. Um, Dude, give us some of that, uh, again, respect out of your time. I, I know you got to kind of cut it hard today, but before you leave, can you, can you talk about the Louvatars a little bit? I, I know you're, yeah, you're very yeah, yeah. involved with Alluvium and I'm not, I own two ILV. That's my only um, exposure to the ecosystem right now. So yeah, share share us a little alpha before we before we close out, and uh, I might I might try to find something for you guys too before we finish. Yeah, so uh, I got it pulled up here on screen, but Aluvatars they sold their alpha like discs, and so um, their alpha discs or their mega, which basically it it, it guarantees you one rare Aluvatar. They sold out. They had twenty thousand of those um, launch, and they all sold out. So a wow. little, little over a day. Now, they still have standard discs that have a random Aluvatar, so you could get a rare one. You're not guaranteed a rare one. But what happened was, like, some people were buying, like, you know, tons of discs, especially the Megas, because it has a rare Aluvatar. Yeah. Well, just like what happens with the VV drop, what, in a positive way, especially the beginning of HRO or Hero, is a lot of people bought a ton of discs, opening them up, and then they pulled, like, a bunch of rare ones, and then they went into the secondary and sold them for like, you know, we seen some, I seen some go for like one to two ETH. And so people were able to make their money back almost immediately or in the gains and yeah. still have, you know, a pretty good collection of Aluvatars. So Aluvatars are, it's basically like almost exactly like Hero in a sense that you can go and open these packs, collect digital albums and sets and things like that. And users that bought the first 5K discs were able to get emotes, special emotes in game. So oh, that's five, really cool. I yeah, only 5K people will have this in game. So if you beat another player, um, you're it'll take over their entire screen and do this like crazy cool like like water gun or blast them or something. Dude, that's yeah, so, cool. so it's gonna be a hard flex in Alluvium. Um, um real quick socal gave us some alpha he said hero volume yesterday was 4.9 thousand on mutable market ilv did 43,000. that ilv disc did 80,000 on secondary which sold out 20 yeah the 20,000 alpha packs that you mentioned at 200 each the new Aluvatar alpha wave one characters did over 200,000. oh it's yeah and it's like if you actually add up the total so like it i think it would, yesterday it was like 194 dollars for a mega pack and if you count all those sold out, that's over, that's almost $4 million. And that's not counting the standard discs. So this was a very successful drop for Alluvium. Again, this is a native Web3 brand that's created from scratch from the brains of, you know, the Warwicks, Roger, their lead, des uh, their lead uh, designer or whatever his name or concept artist. He's the lead concept artist that kind of had a huge part in, in masterminding this. And I've had a little bit of help pushing them to to put in like you know leaderboards so um no big deal but the ui is slick man you got to pull this up on screen because this is this oh, is yeah, too, yeah this is too good not to share so this was kind of the buy screen you could like select a disc and you connect to immutable x so we'll go ahead and do that real quick show us that seed phrase oh it doesn't even show it so that's nice i know it doesn't, yeah it doesn't that's i like i like that so you can select a disc, you can go in and buy it, and this is on Immutable X, so there's no gas fee. And I could come in here and like deposit funds with a credit card or deposit it with a MetaMask, and then I just click purchase, and then I can go into like my account, I can load up the disc, and it'll have an unboxing ceremony, um, which is super cool. And then the the actual super clean part 
is the um let's see here yeah their marketplace super clean like oh, you wow. can go in and sort by like all these different finishes so if you want a hollow graphic um alluvial you can come in here and look at this the floor on just a hollow is 48 bucks yeah, so if you pulled that's good man yeah if you pulled a bunch of hollows yesterday and this is like not even a a, a rare one this is like common and you can go in there and sort and then you can go to your album and your the leaderboard your progress and you can even bond the accessories to your louvatar so if you have like a rare like kanye looking glasses you can bond that with your louvatar and make it more rare and you can see um, oh that's really cool these different sets you can complete you can go if you don't have like a certain thing you can click like i can click this louvatar to add to this like set and it'll give me points for doing that what so it's yeah dude, this, that's, this that's, is, that's uh mcp huh this is mcp on steroids i yeah, mean this is that's sick dude dude this is crazy look at this like you you can go by classes sets or backgrounds um louvatars themselves and things like that um what i like is how easy it is so i can go to a a common axon and click this buy now button and it'll take me directly into the marketplace and i can scan through here to see if i like like a more rare one with more power points so you can see right here a louvatar power um, the more power points, the more rare it is. So okay, again, this puts you up on the leaderboards, um, depending on like how much you want to rank up. So dang, dude, I wish I'd have bought one of those bigger packs. Where was the alpha, Kyle? I needed you. Man, I was tweeting all about it. This what? is like, yeah. So let's go. I'll show one last alpha here. Sure. And um, we'll go to like a tier five or a. Let's see if I can find the tier. Yeah, here we go tier five like these are this is where it's at so this is where it gets really rare uh, like the cheapest squiz is a 157 let's see if we can find ramfire is that like the right. charizard this is the charizard of alluvium so yesterday i was going for like 1900 bucks let's see if i can find it here let's see if people made a good decision to buy it class background yeah so let's see if we can find here Ramfire here. Uh, let me see if you can. I swear, uh, I like how there's like there's actually like very normal names in there, like Beetle. I think I saw Penguin. Where the heck is it? Let's see if I can. Turtle. Turtle Doka. Oh, that Pterodactyl. That's what it's going to be. The Pterodactyl. It does look, it looks like a. Dude, the what are the eyes big? It kind of looks goofy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that the eyes not being big. Yeah, so this is like their version of like they do have goofy ones. So you can see here. Yeah, it looks goofy. Oh, it literally says goofy. I I didn't see that it says goofy. Yeah, so literally goofy with the eyes, and then that one, the goofy one's four E, four point two four. So the cheapest one is nineteen hundred bucks, and then literally look at the floor; it goes up to two ETH. So from two thousand, it goes to thirty two hundred, and it yeah, keeps man. going up. Like, look at that! You That's can funny. all so it's got like shades. Yeah, it's got like shades on it. This is right. it, it literally insane. Like, their Charizard is going for look! look it's got pipe and shades, dude. <laughs> <Goofy>. Yeah. <laughs> so these again, these are naked. What I call naked Aluvatars. They don't have any accessories. Yeah. And going for over one ETH. And then you have the ones that are even more rare with the higher Aluvatar power going for much more. 
with more rare accessories like the Kanye glasses. And then again, this one, hecka rare with the chain and all that going for much more. 48K. Yeah. Listen, insane. I wonder what the biggest sale is so far. Can you filter by sales? Um, yeah, you can see like the the most recent sale. So I can come here, see the most recent sale. Of... Oh, dude. Yeah, there's actually that. Did that one sell for 8 ETH? Yeah, it has Why? laser eyes. Laser oh, eyes. Oh, laser eyes. It's like, it looks very normal. Yeah. So again, insane. Insane. Yeah, Look at this. Look at all these sales right here. Two, yeah. two ETH. Um, Dang, that 8 ETH sale is insane, man. He wanted those eyes. Good guy. Yeah, bullish. So, and this is the beginning. This isn't even long term. Like long term, these could go for way more. Like we're talking, and this is a we're in crypto winter. Like yeah, what that, the actual heck? Nice, yes, Silvergate shutting down, and this guy's like, I'm gonna spend eight ETH on this dinosaur. Yeah, like no big deal. <laughs> like we're just gonna buy two ETH on this goofy rampire right here. Yeah, <laughs> like what is going on? I love so, it. Man. Anyways, like they did such a good job on this marketplace. Like it is literally incredible. Like you can oh. sort by the tier, this accessories. You can literally buy these like one off. Uh, SoCal said I can buy Megadisc for $30 under mint. Yeah, so you can, there's a disc tab right here. You can click this and people are selling their unopened discs for like, you can buy the basic ones for like 30 bucks, um, which I think the floor went back up. I think, well, maybe it's about the same, but you can go here and type in mega disc or click that on the filter okay. and for 170 bucks you can buy it a little bit cheaper still here on the secondary Ooh, from yesterday. that's tempting kyle that is tempting i bought one um yeah. so you open it yet? i didn't open it i didn't yeah. open it i kind of want to buy a couple because i could see these in the future going for like a minimum of 500 like oh, we're talking okay. alpha they even have the badge alpha disc right here and so all your Iluvatars will show up in your album and in your you're set with literally um so what was meant let's see here view details it'll literally show up as a alpha um aluvatar to show oh, it's gotcha. like that yeah, first cool. edition badge so think yeah. pokemon first edition these are mm. i'm telling you these these could go if people are start collecting all these albums and trying to unlock these perks in game or whatever alludium decides to do with their crazy imaginative heads um these like could be especially the more rare ones could be worth a lot not financial advice sweet man i'm looking i'm looking forward to looking in more of this heck yeah so that's all i got for that man that sweet that was good man that was good it got me hyped up i think i might go buy a mega disc later today i had some gains this week so i might as well put them towards something um heck yeah dude that that was great uh thank you you all for Keep it sealed like I got SoCal Omi Homies pack oh, right here, just nice and sealed. I, I have mine. I have mine close to me. I kind of want to get this graded, man. I don't know if you can you get should. these boxes. Look at this. It's still sealed right yeah. there. The holographic okay. image just looks so good. It does. So. I have mine for a keepsake too, but I did open it. Um, thank you guys for joining in today. Uh, I think I'm going to do a Twitter giveaway later today. So if you're not following me on Twitter, go follow me on there. Uh, we will be on Kyle's channel next week um, and hopefully starting some Twitter spaces to be a little more consistent. And we did start a DJ and Dad's oh, podcast man, Twitter. Um, so we'll be talking more about that in the future, but probably doing some exclusive giveaways through that, maybe some PO apps in the future, which is a proof of attendance of these. Uh, definitely going to reward all of our early people that choose to listen to us um, now when we're like just kind of getting off our feet and getting started. But yeah, obviously, you're probably subscribed to Kyle, but if you're not, we will be on his channel next week. 
And uh, Kyle, I will actually let you say something today. Do you have any any final words? No? Peace. That's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace out.